0: Good afternoon, evening, or morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Buffalo Bills Maybe Next Year, the podcast where if we decide to jettison two of the three of us, those uh, two would immediately come up with a great Patriots podcast that would inevitably kill us in the ratings every other category, because uh, that's that's what we do here in, in, uh, in Buffalo, or, or with the Bills. You just you let them go, and then they come back and they haunt your dreams, which would be one thing, but they're also haunting the reality. That that's my issue
1: with it. So, she, I'm one of those people, and I'm Frank. And I'm Paul. Scott oh, is. Scott is.
2: I said my name. Did you guys did not you, hear me? We
1: did not hear it. Oh, we, we I heard, heard, you heard you say name. that you said your name.
0: I said yeah. I'm Scott.
1: Okay. Well, that 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 checks out. Here's but that I was thought.
0: worried Scott had already gone to a Patriots podcast. So the
1: right. The thing <laughs> well, what is, was I like thinking? It, why was I here so long? The thing, <laughs> and the, this the secret thing would be though would be like um you know Mark Maron or somebody would be the third podcast host and he would like destroy that's true the rest, of, <laughs> the rest of us would just sort of be there like yeah playing exactly. off of Mark Marin like be the oh, aren't, Lennon. aren't Scott and Frank so funny and it's like no no they're not yeah. <laughs> it's just all Mark Maron.
0: That's why we don't have Mark Marin on the podcast. We've got it we seem relatively witty and entertaining and then you throw someone who actually is witty and entertaining. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, well, let's talk There'll about... There'll be no uh, wit
2: or entertainment in this podcast. Yes.
0: You know, why start now? That's our policy. <laughs> Six oh, years man.
1: later. Okay, so, so w- what are we doing?
0: So onward we go. One one thing I've learned on this podcast is I have an extremely sensitive microphone, as you are able to notice that I was playing with coins in my hand, which I've now stopped doing. So um, the other thing is the Bills and the Patriots played on Sunday. Shockingly... Uh, the Patriots won this game twenty-three to three in a, a game that uh, I believe was Sal Majorana or maybe Sal Capaccio, one of the Sa- <laughs> excuse me, one of the Sal's that we follow on Twitter, it noted was not a typical Patriots domination, but more of a death by thousand paper cuts sort of game. Uh, you know, it was, you know, reasonable score going to the half, a nine to three, touchdown after the half, another touchdown later. There was nothing explosive about the game. It was just a better team beating a worse team. Uh, the Bills' defense did hold the Patriots to the third least amount of points they have scored in any game this year, so yay. <clears throat> but otherwise, it was just a sad and debilitating loss to the Patriots, which we have witnessed the likes of many times, and we'll get to witness again in uh, three weeks. So, you know, yay to that too. So I guess we'll start with – I feel like I usually start with Scott. So, again, I'll start with uh, Frank this week. You know, we got to watch this game locally uh, – I wish we hadn't had to watch this game locally. You know, I wish we'd found better things to do with our time. What were your thoughts on, you know, what you saw on Sunday and just generally you know, what, what this game was all about, what it means, all that fun I, stuff?
1: Needed <laughs> Arby's. Um, I, I found some better things to do with my time, uh, even though it was on. And then at the very end, uh, the, the Washington affiliates decided to also help us find something better to do with our time.
0: Yes, thank um, God they cut away to Kansas City and the as Jets. As they cut away. Yeah, because I haven't seen a very game cut away.
1: Fish. I haven't seen a game cut away in so long that it was – because, you know, you were, I, when, growing up, the Bills were always on local TV and they would never cut away because, you know, they were contractually obligated to show the whole game. And then here, I don't know. It's like that's rarely you're seeing a, two out-of-market teams. What did I take away from this game? Um, not too much. Uh, look, I solidified my opinion. About Tyrod Taylor, like I understand, he was a little injured apparently during the game. I'm not, you know, I, 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 it's questionable how much uh, he was injured versus how much was just Tyrod Taylor being Tyrod Taylor. Um, he th- he did throw an incredibly uncharacteristic throw at the end of the first drive. Uh, you know, as he's getting hit, throwing it into traffic, like with four people around Lashawn McCoy. Um, I I came away, uh, so that was sort of extra disappointing. I came away with a little more disdain for um uh the offensive coordinator whose name is now escaping me denison. thank you mike denison he's rick Dennison. Rick, rick, rick yes whatever he <laughs> doesn't work here anymore it's, as it's, far as it's, i'm it's, concerned you know he doesn't work here anymore really as did. far as i'm concerned oh, he needs to go um he, you know kudos to the 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 Bills defense for, for holding the Patriots really to 23. If you score, if you hold the Patriots to 23, you have to put yourself in position to win. There's just, they don't get held to 23 points. They don't. Right. That's a good defensive effort. Even if they, you know, lose by 20. Point. If you help, <laughs> if you, you, you hold Brady at Al to, you know, sub 25 or, or sub 30, you've got to be in the game and really you, you've got to think you got a chance to win. This offense is atrocious. Atrocious. Um, it it doesn't end with Tyrod Taylor. It starts with him in in some ways. And I uh, I don't know. It was just a bad game. I I I don't know what to tell you. It was it was listless. It was flat. It was garbage. It was just impossible to watch. Um, it was bad. And then it, and then insult to injury. Uh, and and then injury on top of an insulting injury. You you get Rob Gronkowski. You know. Like, like hitting like viciously, like, I don't know, like. like cheap shot of all cheap shots. Cheap shot of all cheap. Like Bobby Heenan is rolling over into his grave as to what kind of cheap shot that was. Mr. Fuji like is blushing because at least he blew the salt in the guy's face as opposed to the back of his neck. He could have, I don't know if you heard Trey White's comments today, but like, yeah. you know, he. He 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 was very restrained,
0: as angry as you could tell he was. He did a good job restraining some of the things you could tell he wanted to
1: say. He did. If if this was hockey, okay, this would be handled in week 16, okay? Rob Gronkowski would knock it off the field before three people hit him. And if he ducked it, they would go after somebody else. And I'm not a big fan of policing like that. But when the league's like, you know, these two guys who had a premeditated fist fight who at least knew that they were going to hit each other are going to get two games. And if you're a marijuana smoker, you know, you're going to get four games. But if you'd like to just like bring the full 300 pounds of your body with through a metal elbow into the back of somebody's neck, when they're not looking, that's one game. That's just, that's, it's a fucking abomination is what it is. And it's, it, it was a truly um, on top of, like how hard it is to watch bills football. Sometimes it reminded me of what a, just a shit show the NFL can be. So, no, I came away from this game. Um, I'm on the one hand, entirely disgusted with everything. And on, and on my other hand, though, I fully expected to lose this game. So like my, 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 you know, long-term outlook hasn't changed at all. Uh, (laughs) in a a weird way, I can put this in a box and off to the side and not read too much into it. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess Scott should say something because I'm I'm floundering with my anger here.
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't have a ton to say. I was uh, my my uh, other thing that I was doing on Sunday was spending the first half hour of this game looking for parking in D.C. with yes, a sorry, screaming sorry screaming four month old. Um, so that was fun, um, but probably more fun than watching this game. Um, I did watch. Uh, I did you know get most of the second and third quarters and then. Watched uh, that first drive kind of just to just to see what happened. I was actually kind of surprised on the first drive That was probably the most creative. I had seen Dennis in the whole season. Yes, I think that was probably the most wrinkles and they had clearly been Keeping these in their bag of tricks for the last 12 weeks. I mean obviously Joe Webb wasn't on the team the first five or six weeks um, but uh, whatever it was but Um, So that that was a little bit nice to see, but I think I think that was just kind of scratching the surface. And obviously, um, you know, you can kind of steal a wrinkle here and there and get, you know, the Patriots you know, when they're, they bring their wrinkles, you know, it's in like the Ravens game, that playoff game a couple of years ago, where they have the unbalanced formation with the tight end on the line and it's quasi legal, but it's not, you know, it's sort of legal, but it's not really, the Ravens don't really pay attention. And they steal a first down on third down when they maybe wouldn't have gotten it. And it's just the right time to get them over the hump when maybe a game they weren't playing their well. And they kind of had something that, and it was just a little that they needed that they wanted to kind of put in that was extra. Like, clearly all of our eggs were in the, well, if we score a touchdown on this drive and then we stop from the rest of the game, we'll win. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which was, which I'm going to say was poor strategy. I think, I I think of speaking
1: there is flawed a little bit. And I think it speaks to my larger point about Denison is like his best ideas were like a couple of gadget plays, the Joe Webb play and like, the like he can't get the offense going the rest of the time like there's no conventional way for him to get like anything going he i don't know bah. I, no i i
2: agree um i i think uh no i mean and and, and i obviously have a lot of the same same points i mean obviously we kind of chalked this up to a loss i think it was just a kind of question of what kind of bills patriots loss this would be there's obviously the blowouts there's the close games um this clearly kind of was a sort of close game it never really felt like a blowout until the the third quarter when it kind yeah. of got kind of got underway um and it was kind of clear at that point that the patriots had done kind of screwing around um and they had better things to do with their time um and then you yeah, know I, I will save my Gronkowski comments for for another day but um well no i won't i'm
0: uh, <laughs> I, I had well, put it on right into him
2: oh well i was uh, yeah no that's what i did i was going to do them during facebook when we did our uh, <laughs> a <quicker>. Sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just, I was we, gonna everybody, wait till guys, it, were looking and then The
1: story was over, and then you were the gonna...
2: aluminum chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Um, Fuji's
0: cane. Yeah,
2: so. Well, no, I put it on Facebook the question of uh, what is the appropriate punishment for Rob Gronkowski. And I forget, I think Brian had a
0: very good answer.
2: So I'll just, I'll save it for later. I'll tease it. All right.
0: Uh, that's what the English beat would do. Save it for And I, I also have an answer, Brian's, but. All right. So, yeah, I mean, my impressions don't vary too much. One thing I wanted to make sure uh, we, we brought up in this, and actually, you know what, I'm going to lead. I'm going to keep going with what Scott was talking about, and I will steal one of the Twitter questions, as Riza uh, noted. He said, you know, food for thought for the next It Just me or the big innovation for the offensive plan against Pets was a wildcat. Joe Webb stuff, that's it. You can't win a game like that. You should be able to run your base office at least, which as of now, I don't know what that is that's the problem. What is the base offense? What is this team's identity on offense? They don't really seem to to have one. I I really did like the Joe Webb stuff is a nice change of pace. They gained some yards on the running plays. They had a third and one, and they got two. He had a, a longer run. I think it was 22 yards out of it. They had the wide open pass, though, that missed. And then the second half, they're like, yeah, we that was the, the one innovation we have. So we're just going to go on Doing the thing we usually do, which is not moving the ball and not scoring points, so that was frustrating. And and that leads me to the thing I want to talk about, which was the missed opportunities. The first one, you know, the first one I'm already mentioned was the the Joe Webb incompletion to Travis Cadet, I believe it was. That would have been a huge changer in the game right there. I believe that would have given the Bills that would have given the Bills the lead in the the first half, and they wouldn't have had to worry about coming off the field goal on that drive, which is all they would score the entire game. The other big one that first series the tie rod interception now we all we all know who had that interception right it was uh it was lee Did anyone know the uh, but, but we noticed too on that play that tyrod was also pushed as he uh tried to throw that ball do you guys uh, notice who who pushed him out of the pocket a bit there Affected I the foul it I'm
2: was sure it was um that guy who was on our team yeah, yeah. i know his name yeah his name is it? Eddie hro
0: no. Alan, Alan Branch is the name. Branch, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. Bruce Smith? Yeah, Bruce Smith back from retirement to cause that. Alan Branch, Bills cast off, they had him under contract. Uh, they cut him. He, you know, They had him under a reasonable contract for several seasons. He's been with the Patriots. I think this is his third year now or fourth year with the team. Something like that. Yeah. Been doing great. And uh, Lee, a practice squad cast off from two weeks before, makes the big interception. So players that the Bills deem not useful to their efforts managed to come back and haunt them and seemed to play fairly consistently well for the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore, by the way, very good game, didn't play exceptionally well, didn't make a huge play, but, you know, defended some key passes in that game. And, uh, of course, Mike Gilsley and Chris Hogan were an active one, healthy one injury, so we didn't see them haunt the Bills, but frustrating to watch that happen. The big thing with missed opportunities against the Patriots, you cannot afford any, you know, those two plays, the Bills lost, I, that would be, what, 11 points on those plays If it gets hit with a pass they score a touchdown instead of selling for a field goal on that drive so that's four uh Bills were first and goal from the five good odds they get in with the way they were running that first drive that's seven more points there's 11 points you've taken off the board just by not capitalizing on your own opportunities on offense and that's what was getting frank so frustrated is just that it's not changing and then they go into the second half and you think well that's, you know, they get a, if they can get a good defensive stop coming out of the locker room, they can still take the lead on this first drive. Well, they did. not the Patriots had a good time pursuing drive. But then the offense did nothing the entire half at all. And it's so frustrating and unentertaining to watch. Early in the season, this team was playing at a fairly entertaining level, even when the offense wasn't firing on all cylinders. So to, to watch them play such a forgettable game, when the game cut away at the end of the Jets' Chiefs, I thought, oh, thank God, this is at least – at least now I have an excuse to not type about this this mess of a game. So um yeah it was just it was one of those. It was a loss. As Scott said we knew it was gonna be lost. We didn't just know uh you know in what way. Um you know it's it's you know and then of course there were wins by the Ravens, the Titans, the Jags. We'll get into that later and what that means. Um it's just a, yeah. There were there were just so many things about that game that you know, we're – the opportunities were there. They left them on the field. That was that, so.
1: And the Badgers. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. So. I <laughs> had a good game Sunday. Yes. I, I, I started to watch that game for you and didn't have the heart to finish Paul, watching Paul it. Was, so. Paul was
2: watching some of it,
1: I think. I That's was,
0: cool. yeah. I watched the last uh, quarter. I got back to – and I this should have been an omen for Scott – uh, sidebar story here, and, and Scott already knows this because I told him I'd spent the day at a Guinness factory, a brand new Guinness factory just outside Baltimore. Uh, I was able to drive home from that factory in 43 minutes, uh, upon which time, at arriving at my apartment, uh, was 45 minutes to find a parking spot But I then had to move my car the next day anyway because it was one you could only park in on Sunday. So <sighs> that was a uh, that was a precursor. But I got ho- I got in, I watched the Badger game uh, from that point on, which is like the last half. And I really thought they're going to make a comeback, but, but didn't happen. So just depressing weekend all around from, uh, from our Oh, you know, we were young at death and I really meant to yell at him on one decision. So, uh, there was a fourth and one, and this is a call you, you like Frank, but fourth and goal from the one, they threw a fade to Zay Jones against Stefan Gilmore with Nathan Peterman throwing that fade and Jim Nance. I said he had a major, artist. that didn't look like a high percentage call. And it, it was not, but I guess he called. He optioned into that because the original call was a Nathan Peterman quarterback draw. So I don't know what that call would have been all about. I yet. would have liked
1: to have seen that more. Maybe I, I liked <laughs> yeah. it. I liked it because it was. I hadn't seen them throw a fade all year, and I thought maybe they would catch someone off guard. But
0: maybe no, it's they. They did it. So that's that's now the monkeys off the back there. Um, Bills are.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, oh, just no, I just was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I was going to pick up Reese's question about or, or offensive identity and just really point out the Bills have are, are five point two net yards per attempt in the passing game, and they are four point two yards per attempt in the rushing game, which is actually at least the rushing game is still in the top half of the league. Yeah, in that regard, but the the passing, the t- it's the Broncos, the Browns, and the Ravens are the only teams worse at passing, and Baltimore is a, you know, much better defensive team. Uh, It is a, it's like the inverse of what happened under Rex Ryan, where, um, you know, inexplicably, you know, they had a great defense and you figured, oh, great. Now you just got to fix the offense. It'll be fine. Just, you know, the Jim Schwartz defense will be fine. And inexplicably you break the defense somehow. And now you come into it and you say, well, the offense is pretty good. At least they can run the football the last couple of years. And all you got to do is fix the defense and, the offense is broken. And it, granted, you know, you get rid of Sammy Watkins, you get rid of Robert Woods, or don't re-sign Robert Woods, et cetera. Yeah, Marquis Goodwin, That's going good to have a big effect. Win. But, you know, like, it shouldn't change the running game that much. It shouldn't change the – I don't know. It, they should be better than this. They certainly was, thought they Jerry, were.
0: Jerry Sullivan, I'm glad you said that. I would have forgotten this. Yeah, but Jerry Sullivan pointed out in the last five games – the Bills' opponent's average rushing yards has exceeded the Bills' team's offense's passing yards. So it's like they're playing games out of the 70s, basically, is what yeah. they're doing. And you're, they're, you just can't win football games that way. I did want to mention a stat I thought was interesting that Bills and Beers had noted on on their Twitter account, which, again, puts the game in perspective about the fact that this is the, the – and we talked about the, the Bills' domination over the Patriots, Tom Brady – now the uh, winningest quarterback ever against a single team you, mm-hmm. you know another fun highlight of that but as is no the patriots afc east uh, winning percentage is 743 during the brady era their non afc east winning percentage is 743 their average point differential in non afc east games is 9.3 their average differential in 99 afc east games 9.35 so they're just a great team and and you give credit where credit is due but Again, there were there were plays to be made that they left on the field. The only way you beat the you know, beat the Patriots is, is by doing that. As I noted on Twitter in two years I'll forgotten pretty much every detail of this game. It was just going to melt into one of the twenty-seven other times that Tom Brady has beaten this squad and, and not one of the memorable
2: ones. Let's also be really clear for just one second. Like the AFC East numbers, like they are skewed a little bit because the bills were terrible for many of those years. Right. And the 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 Patriots like owning the bills or having the bills number that's not a thing when the better than the other team like yeah as you pointed out the patriots are just good in general but the bills have also just been really bad the last 15 17 years for the most also
1: part. also his, his but, but but i mean his numbers against the jets and the dolphins aren't much worse they're they're i'm, I'm pulling them up now those
2: teams have also not been world beaters either. Again, no. Right. Exactly. I think, I think in this, the Brady
1: but... era, I think the Jets have three playoff appearances, and the
0: Dolphins have two, and the Bills have zero. So it's, a, you know, uh so that's what seventeen some of that is, seasons, three teams. Some of that is 15.
2: definitely the Pats, but some of it's yeah. also those
0: teams. So it is. In fact, I, one yeah. thing we this will be a fun off season activity, which of course we won't do, but we'll talk about doing. You guys may be familiar with. I essentially want to remove the Patriots from the Bills' lives in the playoff era. In, in the era, in the Brady era, excuse me, in the, in the drought era. And it'll be kind of like there's that, that cartoon, I don't know what it's called, it's like Garfield without Garfield, where you just see oh, yeah. Garfield out on Garfield cartoons, it looks like John Arbuckle's a really sad, lonely man, which may be the case. And there's also a great SB Nation video of, you know, how would Barry Bonds have been during his most prolific season if he came in, if he didn't have a bat, if he just came to play without a bat, and he would still be a phenomenal player just based on all the possible events that happened that year because no one wanted to throw them strikes so I kind of want to do that with like you know the bills like in the you know you go back to the uh, 2004 season they're nine and five without the Patriots in their division they're uh you know eight and six in 2014 there were years they finished seven and nine that would have been seven and seven with two games to go so I have no doubt that there would be no drought without the existence of the Patriots but there is so like well you know that'll be a nice Nice off season discussion.
1: Twenty four and seven against the Jets, twenty one and nine against the Dolphins. So better, but not exactly good either.
0: That nine Dolphins losses. you know, let's see, they got swept by them in 08, I think, but I'm still surprised. I think Tannehills tends to split with them, which is bizarre. That's against,
1: that's against specifically Tom Brady too. Tom Brady starts. So Yeah.
0: Not a good point. Oh yeah, so those will count the Matcast starts. So the Dolphins have actually had the most success against the right the Pats.
1: I'm trying to. Say. I think he has a winning record against everyone, and then he has, uh, except for a couple of even strength. He's even against teams like the Buccaneers. No, he's four and zero against the Buccaneers. Sorry, there's a, I, I forget. There's one or two teams that he actually has like a 500 record against instead of a winning record. Oh no, Carolina. He's two and three against Carolina. So there you go. That's
0: right. The pack because the Panthers beat him this year. That's that's what way- skewed that. Um, Any. He- in particular to this game, besides the Gronk hit that we'll talk about before we get into uh, three stars? Or should we just launch right into it? Let's launch right into it.
2: Three stars is... uh, There are no no stars this week. I'd have to give them to all Patriots, and I don't want to do that. And if I was being honest about things that happened between the whistle, it'd be hard not to give what's his nuts uh, the first star, because he was pretty much unstoppable for most of Sunday.
1: Um, but
2: I don't even though he
1: was frustrated and yeah, exactly. Any calls
2: exactly like that's the freaking thing. He literally wrestled Tredavious white had picked off Brady earlier in the game and he wrestled the ball away from him because he's bigger and stronger than him and just, and got a reception out of it. And it's like, and yet you, and that's, that's just, he's a bully because it's like the one time in a 20 point win that the guy across from you got better than you. And he's a rookie. You just gotta come in and lay him out because you're just you're a bully and you can't understand when things don't go in your way. And he's just a a punk. I'm just, I'm very you no. Know,
1: I mean, that's like no one really, <laughs> no really liked him anyway.
2: No one really liked that. That's
1: not really who I am. Yeah, it's exactly no who one you really are. liked him.
2: Yeah, exactly. No one really liked him anyway, other than past fans. Um, I mean, there was kind of like a goofy, kind of like you know, like frat bro kind of vibe to him. Like he's kind of harmless, but actually, you know, like goofy frat bros are pretty harmless. Are pretty harmful. Like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like you have to stop being one of those once you leave college. Otherwise, you're just a, a not a good human being. In fact, you're right. not a good human being in college doing that. But to be fair, most college students are not good human beings in college. So I'm gonna right. But I feel
0: this. like he's he's not grown beyond that. He's just stayed in college. Exactly. Yeah,
2: that's pretty much it. And that was basically, yeah. that was a, that was a JV move right there.
0: Yeah, it was, it was the hit. and Tredavious White, again, very restrained in his response. You could tell he was upset, saying, you know, I've got a kid to raise. He could have broken, broken my neck, well, that, you know?
2: That was the thing. Like, he was, he was like, you never hear another NFL player talk about another NFL player like that. And he was still being restrained. because. Right. Yeah. It was just that it was just that outside the bar the realm of normal that even a restrained response was still well outside what a normal oh, you know, it's a it's all it's also a game, we're all professionals, you know,
0: that kind of stuff. So garbage. So yeah, so there,
2: so uh so no stores, no stars. I and mean, nobody gets any stars. I don't all know,
0: right. I don't know. So this a a game without stars or songs stars, we would say if we were Latin. Latin songs at C N S?
2: Well it'd be yeah, I mean, you could, but I don't think it would be stars. If it was French, it would be songs et Toil.
0: Ah. I don't know stars in Latin. Sorry, I don't even Estrias. know that it's Spa- oh, that's Estria. Spanish.
1: That's Spanish, Estrea. Yes, Estrea.
0: All right. Well, that's enough. That's maybe next Spanish lesson. Stars. So, um. All right. Well, there up, were maybe
1: next lesson. I'm hold on. I'll look that up. But you. <laughs> so that's there Spanish. were some.
0: Uh, there were some injuries in this game that we will talk about. Uh, there
1: were some injuries in this game.
0: <laughs> yes. Maybe there's Tardius White. Uh, we've kind of covered that one. Already, there is also uh, a couple of bills whose seasons are done, and I'd like to talk about these individually. The first one, uh, Shaq Lawson. I guess we'll go to Paul first. Oh, hey, Paul. So uh, on the Shaq Lawson injury, this is disappointing. He'd just come off a week where he'd been uh, put on the bench to start the game as a disc- for a disciplinary uh, infraction, uh, not named, which is fine. But uh, I mean, it's fine that we don't know. It's uh, between the coach and the player. But a disappointing year in the new system he is one of the very very few remaining draft picks from before the bean mcdermott era and it's kind of scary because you know we talk about how many draft picks they have but unless they hit on all of those it could be a dark future if guys like shaq lawson uh don't you know don't in fact uh shine you know you might have some of these guys be contributors or as we would uh, call them a team that would be how they Sal próximo año, team, team without stars um but you know they they need to find some star players and and you know that's that's the problem if a guy like you know Shaq Lawson doesn't emerge into that so my my frustration with this is Shaq seemed to get an opportunity under this uh organization under this uh administration he did only really okay this year much better than Aaron Maben don't get me wrong but still only okay uh now his season is over and we'll have to see how he does uh next year Frank I don't know about your thoughts on the uh Lawson injury
1: uh, yeah, it stinks. Certainly, this team doesn't need any, especially what amounts to defensive line play. Uh, you, you need what you can get out of there. Um, I, i go, I, I agree with you on regard in regards to it'd be nice to hit on some of these, these guys. It was, you know, especially with like Reggie Ragland sort of playing in Kansas yeah. City and looking like he's a at least you know starter or a, a, a linebacker who get who actually gets mixed into the game. Um. Yeah, especially they made such a big stink about getting Lawson and, it, and his injury wasn't going to be a big deal. Um, he's under contract for next year, though, so we can... Oh, yeah, he's
0: got, I think, two more years on his contract, yeah, so he's two, got a couple I, years to prove himself, if
1: he sticks. He's got some time, um, and if not, I don't know, I mean, teams. this team's got problems everywhere, so any place you can get any help where somebody steps up and actually plays well is obviously appreciated, but... It's also not entirely unexpected if he doesn't play very well.
0: Right. Any thoughts on Shaq, Scott? I, mean,
2: I it, It's just, uh, you know, it would be nice for them to not cut him in the offseason because he was <laughs> a Brian pick. That's all I'm really hoping for at this point. Like, like I could see them kind of being like, well, he had sort of bought in, but then he, get in, he got injured, and I kind of made it a rule that we don't get injured. And he clearly broke oh. that rule. So, sorry, Shaq. Hit the, hit, here's your bus ticket. I could, could sort of see Sean McDermott kind of putting that into his brain at some point, but I'm going to hope that's not the case.
0: Yep. No, that's uh, and then the other player we'll talk about, this one's a little more, well, it depends on your stance, more interesting or not. Jordan Matthews, uh receiver meant to, uh, he had three very productive seasons before coming to the bills. I'm pulling up his uh, statistics. Now he was a guy that got in the Ron Darby trade in addition to a, a pick He finishes the year with 25 catches for 282 yards. Uh, This is after amassing over 2,700 yards in his first three NFL seasons and, you know, looking like a standout pro. So he was, you know, I will say Bleeding Green Nation, the Eagles SB Nation blog does have an article on June 7th that says the problem with using stats to defend Jordan Matthews because his stats were fairly good, so they obviously didn't think much of him. But this at the very least spells the end of his bills Season it may spell the end of what is a disappointing Bills' career and puts that much more pressure on the draft pick that the Bills get in the Ron Darby trade. Since we started with Frank Scott, any thoughts on the uh, Jordan Matthews uh, to IR situation? Yeah, I mean situation.
2: I mean, obviously, like you know, assumption that we still have a chance at getting to the playoffs, it it hurts. But at the same time, you know, uh, we have we have many other semi-injured. Not very good wide receivers who can step up and take his place, so I'm um, I'm not terribly concerned. Brandon um, Riley,
0: Brandon Riley is now on the team. Absolutely, I'm all you, all you, preseason you, star Brandon Riley. We loved him you, in August.
2: You Riley ravers out there,
1: 25 it's, catches, 282 yards, one touchdown. It's it's, it's gonna how missed is. is he gonna be? I I mean to be blunt, like how much is he really gonna change? Anything. Yeah, it's yeah, obviously nice catches.
2: catches. That was about it this year. Yeah, the scene yeah.
0: I brought up in Austin Powers, where Tim Robbins, you know, their plot, their the plot is the Buck Moon president uh, played by Tim Robbins is like, but but would you miss it? I mean, would would you? You know, what is that's kind of with the Jordan Matthews situation.
1: Like, I think what is think, it really yeah, done? Yeah, I think he's a better receiver than those numbers indicate. But why would you stay in a system where next year you're not going to know who the quarterback is? You might not know who the coordinator is and it didn't work out very nicely for you this year uh so i would certainly expect him to try and find a different team to go to and the other his, his compatriot ej Gaines, who sort of came along on the same day again also an unrestricted free agent next year uh i think he has a better chance of staying because he was good yeah, in i the thought offense. he was effective
0: when he was healthy
1: when he was healthy but that seems to be one of mcdermott's you know uh demands is to be healthy it, it, he seems like a guy who you know just dis- i think he said early on in the season that making yourself available is part of the process and if you if you're if you can't stay healthy then you don't belong on the team i was sort of rolling through the multi-year breakdown here on sport track to see who else will be an unrestricted free agent uh which we don't have to get into yet but those two oh but i did see the dead the money uh i don't know if you guys were aware of this But Claudel Lewis and Gary Chambers each got $1,667 in dead money from the Bills this year.
0: Wow. I don't even know those names.
1: Yep. $10,664,705 from Marcel Darius this year. Um, (laughs) The lowest name of a guy. I I saw uh, Carlos Williams got $104,000. I'm looking for the earliest name I know.
2: It's a lot of sandwiches.
1: Greg Mabin, 21 grand. Kevon Seymour, 25 grand. Okay, there we go. Greg Mabin's on this list twice at 21 grand and 27,000. So good odd news, Spot Track. Yep. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, Spot Track. In the same year, they're, he's listed twice. So I don't know.
0: The, my favorite thing, and now we're going to go off sidetrack again, is that occasionally they've made a cut and they'll re sign a player and you have a player accounts under the salary cap and also in the dead money section. That was Jerome Felton last year, I remember, with the team. Joe knew this year is a $1.3 million hit against the cap. So, yeah, it was uh, – all right, so the other injury from the game, uh, moving right along, was the quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who we've talked about less on this podcast, I feel, than we have recently, except for their very early rants uh, when, when, you know, Frank was talking about the, the game generated against the Patriots. So he goes down, you know, fourth quarter, actually got injured on the first play of the game, but was played like Tyrod Taylor plays against the Patriots which is uh, at least Fitzpatrick, I always feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick put up points. Like, yeah, you know, they the Pats would beat Fitzpatrick, but at least the team would score a lot, of, a lot of points. Anyway, I digress. But so he goes down, Nathan Peterman comes in, is equally as ineffective. Joe Webb, who threw the one incomplete pass, we talked about as the biggest missed opportunity of the game when you measure by uh, quarterback range, the highest rate quarterback just by virtue of only throwing an incompletion in his one attempt. So that's a very bad sign. Uh, for the team, but it looks like Tyrod is back to full health. He practiced today. Peterman practiced yesterday. We'll see what direction the team goes this week. Any thoughts? And we'll start with uh with Scott this time, I guess, on you know who you want to see. And or, or is it Joette? You know, who do we want to see against the uh the Colts on Sunday? I am
2: I am mostly in favor of moving to a wishbone. Ah, and pretty much, I think... well then it's it
0: got to be Webb, I would think. I Webb think, and Tyrod.
2: Yeah, I mean, I it's I mean again, I don't think that's Peterman's uh, forte. I mean, he has shown some mobility this year, but I don't see him. I mean, if you want to put him on the dive, if he's going to be your fullback, I mean, yeah. obviously he's not really gonna he's not going to be clearing a lot of people out on the uh, on the sweeps and such. So that's maybe not the best choice. But yeah, so I think the web is the quarterback. I believe it's the best
0: to shard, is what you mean. <laughs> that's the correct
2: to shard. The, tridec- the, the, the correct uh, cadet. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, forget- forgettable Bills running backs.
2: <sighs> um, yeah, I think we won web at the quarterback, and I think we put cadet and LaShawn at kind of your flexibone spots. And then, uh, yeah, I think you just let it rip. I mean, I feel like they probably all ran that in high school at some point, right? And, um, yeah. you know, uh, maybe we get Benjamin back to, to, to throw a deep one every now and again. I mean, but I'm sure Deontay Thompson can block, I mean, somewhat well. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we can put Logan Thomas out there to, to block because he's a big body. So I think he'd be fine. I, I'm totally fine with that. I think we can beat the Colts running the wishbone. Let's be perfectly clear. I think that's doable.
1: The the Nebraska or the Army offense, which one?
2: Uh, it's gonna well, Nebraska doesn't run it anymore. It, it, it's right. how Army runs the offense now. Yeah, exactly.
1: right, right, right. I just was thinking classically, like Nebraska, Indiana. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah it would have been yeah for many years, obviously. Yeah,
1: right. Was, um, bread. yeah, no, I think you call up somebody from Army right now and be like, so. How Absolutely, do you do I'm
2: sure they'd love to. Uh, yeah, let's let's they they got guys down at Fort Drum, probably over on the old uh, on the Army football team. You know, they're probably out there. You know you know, picking up heavy things and putting them down in other places. That's mostly what the army is. And they'd love to to come out uh, to Buffalo on Sunday and and play professional football for, for an afternoon. They'd probably look, (laughs) I don't want to get into the, is army better than the bills, but because they're not, (laughs) but it would be a game. (laughs) It would be.
1: What if if they both could only run the wishbone
2: (laughs) in that case? I feel like that's, ooh, ooh, this is, we need to do this yes, next year for a wacky schedule. But right. I kind of, I mean, it's good because it's such a disciplined thing. Like, you can't run it, you have to run it well. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And obviously, the Bills are going to, like, completely tear up the the Army offensive line. So that that does pose some challenges. But at the same time, if you don't know where the ball's going, then it's it's tough. Right. So... I don't know, I'd have to think about that it it's kind of leaning toward the bill still just because of the just because of the uh, you know, adult human beings playing on the defensive line versus the twenty year old right. college students who are actual college students and not like you know superhuman future pros uh, right that would be still a mismatch so stuff though. i want to I want to say army I want to say army
0: yeah and I, I as you guys might know, my only ever division one football game was. Army Black Knights versus the University of Buffalo Bulls. The then undefeated Army Black Knights who fell to the UB Bulls that day. Way back in twenty sixteen. Great day. So, in,
2: uh, great day yeah. in yep. Buffalo football history there.
0: Yep. Yep. That was that was an exciting time. So all right, uh, so the wishbone, that's that's Scott's solution here, Frank. What are you thinking for for Sunday, solving the Bills quarterback problems?
1: Oh, I think just the the Indianapolis Colts is the is the solution to the offensive <laughs> problems. Uh, they're a really bad team. They're starting four rookie corners. So even if Nathan Peterman does before, even if Peterman does play, it, it'll be kind of like his college year last year. Hopefully, he'll be just playing against a good, you know,
2: good, good a decent goal. college defense. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. A good defense, you know, decent college defense, which he 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 could probably handle. Um, I, I think that's it. I think the the, the bigger issue is. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I'm not gonna backtrack or sorry, I'm not gonna say that I believe Nathan Peterman's a good quarterback. I do believe he's not as bad as this first half in San Diego. I think given another chance or two he would perform better than that, which of course is the lowest of low bar. He had a
2: perfectly legitimate six of fifteen for fifty yards on Sunday? (laughs) Right.
1: no interceptions, uh, which, which was <laughs> well, which was comparable to the actual starter's uh, stat line, if I remember correctly, was in the in the fifty. With less
2: two. rushing yards, just right. to be clear,
1: just oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it didn't have as much time, but um, he was only in there for you know ten minutes yes, as opposed yes, yes, yes. to forty. But uh, so I, I think that there there there's that. I, I think that the way to beat, I don't think you're going to fix the offense this year. I think the only thing I think is that you have a puncher's chance at making the playoffs because three of the last four teams you're playing are bad. And, um, the bills have shown that they can beat teams that struggle on offense, the way Miami does. And they've shown that they can beat teams that struggle all around the way that Indianapolis does. And so I think if they take it, like, that's all I'm hopeful for. If you, in order to fix this offense, they need a new quarterback and they really need a new, probably two wide receivers. Um, you and know, and, and a I better I, offensive line. Yeah, I think well, or they have to utilize parts of the offensive line better. It's yeah. not a, a very different offensive line from last year. It's not different enough that like this should be the the.
2: I, it's a year older, which is not. It's a, a year older, year old, right?
1: As is the running back. So you you're going to yeah. have to get younger, um, in 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 some regards. And I agree, but like the immediate that the top things to yes, fix on yeah, the offense are are quarterback and wide quarterback. receiver. Yeah. So. In my opinion.
0: And this uh, segues or segues, if I want to pronounce it phonetically, into our next topic uh, fairly well, I believe, which is, uh, you know, we talk about the teams that the Bills could potentially beat going down the road. What does that mean for the playoffs? You know, I personally feel it would be an, an unlikely thing based on everything that could have gone wrong for the Bills on Sunday going wrong. And then the Bengals should have beaten the Steelers Monday, but. And I will say, watching that game in your eyes, you know, good teams tend to win games and bad teams tend to lose games to those good teams, even games that they should win. So that's not just a Bills thing. Because The Bengals were up, what, 14-0 or 17-0 or something. Then just – we're still up 10 with, you know, knowing the Steelers only have two drives left in the game, but still managed to lose. So sad, sad stuff. So we'll start with uh, with Frank on this conversation. So you, what you're hoping for is victories over the – the Dolphins and Colts, because that's what the Bills have done well—is beat bad teams. Yeah. Um, do you think that's enough to get them in, or do you think, based on some of the weaknesses of the other team's schedules, that they're likely to uh, the Bills, extend the drought?
1: The Bills make the, playoffs. the way the season, so we can make this, you know. Call. Right. The Bills make the playoffs in fifty-two percent of scenarios where they win those three games, um, which so is insane. That's, <laughs> it's still better yes. than half. It's still better than half. It, it's been the plan. It's been my plan. Uh, since <laughs> since since a month ago, since four games ago, when I was like, get to nine and seven, and you have a it, at the time it was like a seventy-some odd percent chance, and to be you know clear, the fifty-two percent today includes that seventy-something percent from a while ago. Um, so starting back from then, it's still it's still in the possibilities, and I think I would kick myself uh, if I gave up with you know my easy schedule the chance to, to do it in favor of, um, I don't know, talent evaluation or, or playing fast and loose with draft picks uh, numbers uh, when there was still a chance. I think if they lose to the Colts or the dolphins in the next two weeks, then yeah, you pack it in because that, that effectively ends your season. It gets down to 3% or 2% of a chance to make the playoffs. Um, and that's, that's it. You know, you're they're not going to beat the Patriots in week 16. You just just chalked it up as a loss. And the Patriots have
2: nothing to play for. Right. They Although I just
1: I just redid the thing and now it's saying it's 49 to 50%. So you tell me New York Times like what the hell is going on here? Uh, the point is they have a 50/50 chance of if they go if they go 9 and 7 and I think they should try and go 9 and 7. I think they should go for it. They came this far. Okay, they came this far up the mountain. And at five and two, it became no longer an option to, to tank the season or phone it in. in. They, they got too far along. They, they kind of half-assed both of them. They half-assed trying to win and half-assed trying to tell and evaluate. And if they get caught in the middle, then that's their own damn fault. But at this point, I'm, I'm too close to not try. And it's whether it's likely it's, it's obviously not likely. It's just, it's just, likely enough that it's worth it's still worth trying to do as opposed to i don't know picking 12th instead of 17th it's that's all the same pick by the way like once you're out of the top 10 really out of the top six or so it's all the same fucking pick until the second round as far as i'm concerned um and the the chiefs are the chiefs are are, are mediocre as well so the bills are going to be like they're going to be doubly in that in that middle nonsense range And so they should be able to do something to get a quarterback that they like uh, in the first round, even if it takes two picks. But yes, that's what, that's what I say. I say, go for it.
0: All right, Scott.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't, you can't really, you can't really give up. I mean, you can't, uh, I mean, you shouldn't give up anyway, most seasons. And, and, you know, obviously I think the bills have plenty of experience with playing with limited chances at the playoffs in the last, you know, 17 years. Now, obviously, this coaching staff doesn't have that. It doesn't sound like they're, you know, they're kind of, we're going to win every game for the rest of our tenure here, at which point we'll be immediately inducted into the Hall of Fame because we're going to be that good. Mm-hmm. Um, that is clearly their operating assumption. So I don't think they're, I don't think the tanking thing is in their vocabulary. They made that pretty clear. Um, so I don't think that that's going to be an issue. I think the only thing that you might have to worry about is a little bit if some of the veterans start to, You know, if we get off to a slow start at all on Sunday, um, if they're kind of nursing some things, if they start, you know being like yeah this smells like every other season since i've been here and kind of start phoning in a little bit on their own then that's that's probably as close as we'll get but honestly i don't i, don't, I wouldn't be surprised I, I don't think that'll happen i think i'd be a little surprised um just because frankly we are much closer than we are normally are at this point i mean the fact that the patriots have not actually clinched the division by this point uh is shocking uh admittedly that's partly because of the schedule with us having the mm-hmm. the, late, the late division games um but, uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, I think they're going to keep running the team out there and yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they can also do all the same math that we're doing, which is we got three games against teams that are below 500 and let's just give ourselves a chance and, you know, m- maybe they think they will beat the Patriots this year with a backup. And to be fair, we did do that one year, but I think it was with, was it with Brissett actually, yeah, actually? Yeah, it was last year, yeah. Of I funny. Yeah, was Yeah, small world. <laughs>
0: We'll look forward to seeing Jacoby on Sunday. It'll be uh, it'll be nice to <laughs> yeah. have him back. Welcome, Jacoby.
2: Exactly. Now he's gonna torch us. He was seeing it from last year <laughs> for this year, when it really wouldn't have mattered last year. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: Good. I would agree. I think they're gonna they're gonna play uh they're gonna play through the the, the string here, not just in a half acid way. I have no doubt they'll put forth a a solid effort. I still think with the schedule they're facing, even if they do win those three games go to nine seven. As Frank uh, said, that gives them a 50-50 shot uh, based on the latest. Uh, You know, just looking at the other teams' record and their schedules, I still think they're going to need, you know, maybe more to break their way than the New York Times simulator thinks. So I would expect that, uh, you know, that this is going to be another playoff season, but we're not going to yet invoke the name of our, our podcast and say, yep, this is that game. We're at this point, which credit to this Bills team, I assumed before week one that we would have said it long, long, long ago uh into this season so they've been much better than expected in that regard so yay and let's hope they can provide some entertainment for the fans who will be out there in freezing buffalo weather on sunday uh to watch this one
2: it's still available folks
0: yep four dollars you can get them on subhub in some 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 parts of the field so so yeah enjoy
2: you may be able to sneak down from your four dollar tickets i'm just putting that out there there may not be it may not be a packed house
0: yeah, now after Jacoby Brissett, and even if it were Andrew, I mean, think of all the... I wonder the last time the Colts brought a quarterback to town not named Luck or Manning. I mean, what, the 90, mid-90, like Jeff George, maybe? Yeah. Probably. It's been a while. 98,
2: yeah, probably. Um,
0: but, yeah, it's already... It's it's going to be a fun game. Jordan Poyer's fiancé just tweeted four hours ago that she is shoveled in heels for the first time ever, so welcome to Buffalo to her. Um, but... Yeah, so let's, I think we could probably go into Facebook and Twitter questions now. I don't know, Scott, did you want to go into the Facebook ones first? or um... uh, There was
2: really just that one uh, excellent comment from, from Brian in response to my question of uh, Gronkowski's punishment, which was basically uh, his, his uh, Brian, I believe it was, I'm just double checking now, said that the most logical thing to do would be to make Gronkowski uh, play for Buffalo for the rest of his career to work off his, his debt.
0: Oh, yeah. Think, that is a I brilliant been, observation.
2: Yeah, he you knows the iron. area.
0: It's not like you would have a problem finding a place to live or anything. This is
2: true. My my response to that question was just uh, one single solitary um, whack with an iron rod. Just yes. one, like Tre'Davious White just gets one free one, not at the head because that'd probably kill him, but pretty much anywhere else, that's going to be good for probably a broken bone. I mean, if you did it on a joint or something, you'd probably take him out for the rest of the season. Um, he is made of glass, so there is that. Despite his kind of 275 pound frame, he is a he is notoriously injury prone. Um, so I feel like that would be only fair, and I think that would, um, you know, uh, a bit of Hammurabi's justice, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So that would be Tre'Davious White. Like that was something I was Also thinking of like, how do we get Tre'Davious White? Like, can we make him like 10 feet tall and 400 pounds, and then have him dive into Gronkowski's Back, like on the ground, like could that work? Yes, yeah. we the the, the Ant Man technology has not advanced uh, quite as far as it needs to for that, so right. we'll Have to work on that. The key is
0: yes. I mean, it could very well get there. So that becomes that's, that's
2: true any day now. I know there are scientists working on it. So
0: yep. so that's an option. Yeah, on Twitter, um, you know, Rizzo we already brought up his uh, excellent question. Um, you know, eh, not too many questions on, on Twitter. I didn't really reach out this week, but I didn't, re- I mean, I didn't reach out this week because I knew we'd have plenty to talk about it and we have, um, you know, Ryan knows being a Bills fan for 30 years has made me an excellent loser. Uh, I think that's true of, true of all of us at this point. So that was that, um, you know, Grant- You're a tremendous
2: uh, loser. Don't sell yourself short.
0: Right. Yes. You're not just an average loser. You're a tremendous ad. Uh <laughs> You know, I talked about the playoffs being more distant. Grant noted say, hope so distant it's hiding behind the cosmic background radiation. Uh, so I can't really disagree with with that. I actually had a reasonable discussion with one Patriots fan, but I'm not going to reference his name because he's a Patriots fan. So thank mm. like him. Uh, Jesmond uh, noted that you know uh, the Finns were able to put up 30 plus points today. Uh, so who knows? And, and that was of course Sunday. The Colts might be at the chance their last chance to win this season. Uh, I got some retweets from a fellow named Joe, who we used to watch these games with at the bar uh, way back in the day. So it was nice to hear from Joe. Um, and then yeah, Orlando and I were just amusing about Cronk. So it was, a, it was a hot game on Twitter on on Sunday, so keep it coming. I'll be watching again this week and regretting it. And, uh, yeah, I guess that about covers the, the Twitter questions. Now we have a choice here. A Tashard, excuse me. Actually, I should go into this day in Bills history, and then it will decide if we want to do the last quarter of the season and the Colts or just the Colts. So, um, <clears throat> only appropriate for uh, this this <laughs> this sad, sad excuse for a game. Every game on this day in Bills history is there's the this day in Bills history siren going. So everyone enjoy the this day in Bills history siren. Hear
2: it. Wee. Let, Wee. it let it. invade your ears Just in out. time. <laughs>
0: I have,
1: uh, the show. I have my we'll own f- trivia. Oh, go ahead. It sounds like the siren stopped. I was going to do this to kill time, but go ahead.
0: No, no. I was, I was excited about the trivia, but we'll get to that. You know, I'm sure I, I look forward to hearing it because I'm still debating what trivia answer to have. This is December 7th is the least memorable day in Bill's history. I'm just going to say they lost a game. Uh, this day a few years ago to pay Manning the Colts twenty four to seventeen and it was not as close as expected they were down twenty four to three late and just scored some touchdowns same in a two thousand eleven loss there was a two thousand six uh, shutout win over Miami that I have no recollection of at all uh, it was just all in all um, not a memorable day I also want to bring up the least memorable game where the and I can't believe this, but it was we're gonna go back to this won't be the game we discussed, but in 1980, so 37 years ago, the Bills would go to 10 and 4, and the Rams would drop to 9 and 5 if they bills 10-7 win over the Rams. That you look at this game, you realize, how are these how have these teams won 19 games out of out of uh, you know 24 games? That's it, or 29 games, 28 games. It's ridiculous. The Bills only score that game was an interception return for a touchdown. And then they kicked a 30-yard field goal. The quarterback for the Bills was Joe Ferguson. He had 138 yards passing, 10 of 25. Quarterback ran of 58.4. The uh, Rams had future Bill Vince Ferragamo, 3 of 720 yards, and Pat Hayden, 5 of 16 for 41 yards. It was just like the ugliest game in history, and no one could score. And, yes, uh, they were two good teams. This isn't the game I'm going to talk about, even though I just did. I found the only semblance of an interesting game, and I just picked this one because I remembered it, um, we're going to go back to the early years of the drought the greg williams era if you will a battle between two five and seven juggernauts the buffalo bills and the new york jets live from then ralph wilson stadium in a nice quick game just two hours and 53 minutes so and this was one of those 415 starts so um this was a the bills have beaten the jets earlier in the season we're looking to pull off the the sweep that, you know, this was in the Drew Bledsoe era. The Bills changed their strategy a little bit this game. They only had Bledsoe throw, drop back 17 times. He was sacked twice, and he completed – actually probably yeah, sacked twice, and then he completed 9-15 for 72 yards, only a little more than four yards a throw, between four and five yards a throw with a touchdown and a pick. So not a memorable game, but this was, uh, this was Travis Henry's coming out party. 32 carries, 169 yards. I remember watching – uh, the Jet, uh, MSG, which was the Jets' television station, may still be doing postgame saying, "Who is this Travis Henry guy? I can't believe they allowed this many yards to him." And Travis ended up going on to have a decent career uh, in fathering children, and did okay on the football field as well. So, uh, but it was uh, this game pretty much uh, ended the season for the the Jets um, and the Bills. Got a little bit of false hope going into the end of the year, but don't worry, uh, they finished the season six and, and ten as they were prone to do. Uh, and this was last year of the, the Greg Williams era. So uh, the Bills had made a key stop early in the third quarter we're talking about where they threw an interception on the second play. The Jets started the drive with the Bills 35 and ended up punting. That's how good this Bills defense was back in the day. Um, so, yeah, one thing of note, I, I missed this defense. You had Sam Adams, Pat Williams, Aaron Shobel, London Fletcher, Takiyo Spikes, Antoine Winfield, Nate Clements, Lawyer Malloy, uh the talent the talent was was talent galore however the bills had no talent on the offensive line it was pretty much just uh you know the uh the drew drew bloodstone travis henry show eric molds was at this point winding down his effectiveness think he only had two to three more seasons left in his career and uh jonas jennings jonas jennings who was signed to an enormous contract by the 49ers i believe and then didn't really do much with them i know nate clements on the defensive side of the ball signed what was then the largest contract for a defensive player in the nfl after this season so
1: mm-hmm. um so i had san no good Francisco, go- right yep. He went, yep yep san
0: francisco he did and then he bounced he ended up with the the bengals for a while so you know he was he was everywhere so instead i wanted to focus on a player who i have nothing interesting to say about only that he started this game for the bills uh at the free safety position he did uh, record two defended uh, passes, or two, defended, or two, tackles, uh, two tackles on pass plays. Uh, he also showed up on the stat sheet for stopping two runs that day. Um, you know, he otherwise didn't have the most eventful game ever. Um, as I looked for him, he did. Uh, yeah, that was, that was it. That was it for this guy. He had all of his tackles in the first half. Uh, why is he the why is why is he the uh, this St. bills trivia? Let me try this again. This St. bills history trivia question because I like his name. So, uh, with that in mind, can you name the bill who started at free safety this game, who had finished his NFL career with uh, ninety-three games, forty-eight started, eight interceptions, mainly with Dallas, and then a season with Denver and two with Buffalo?
1: Hmm. I'm gonna say it was. Oh, uh, was it Wilson? George Wilson?
0: George Wilson's a good guess. I think, that's, I think that's too early for Wilson. It is too early, but it's a good guess. Uh,
1: and yeah. yeah, it was a
2: good guess. Uh, the correct answer is uh, he did play safety for all those years. Uh, now uh, now on the radio team for the Bills, Sal Capaccio. That's oh, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And for a guy who's not I very got, tall. Yeah, you know. exactly.
2: But he was he was pretty good again, he you know he remember he went to Syracuse for school, you know he got his I'm sure he was probably majoring in journalism, thinking that he was going to come into you know broadcasting after his NFL career. Uh, but uh, yeah, Sal capacho. And just to be clear, folks, this is one of Scott's typical answers where because in many other broadcast it would not be all that remarkable to have a former player you know in the broadcast mm-hmm, team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in this particular case
1: mm-hmm, um.
2: Mm-hmm. Paul, am I correct? As usual, I forget.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know partially, how you want to
2: handle this this week.
0: Partially, uh partially correct. I realized someone had the exact same statistics that day. It was the player I was referring to, so that's that's my bad. And he also spent some time with that's Dallas and Denver. Reese. So it's is one of those where we've got two correct answers. I was thinking of someone who's now the vice president of events and partnerships at NCSA, Mr. Isel Reese. Isel Reese. Iselle Reese. Yeah. yeah Isel exactly. Reese.
2: Yeah.
1: That Yeah. Oh, man. You're tired of no five. I liked it better when it was George Wilson.
0: (laughs) Yeah. George, I remember he was drafted as a wide receiver, and I was this close. That's right. I was this close, Frank, to choosing a game where Robert Royal had a touchdown pass. I'm like, Frank usually gets once a month, Robert Royal. So I needed that. I almost made it the obvious answer, but it was just not. Of all the unexceptional games, that one was particularly unexceptional, so I couldn't uh, couldn't bring that up. So I chose to do a Bills victory led by Travis Henry, Sal Capaccio, and Isel Reese. Uh, December 7th, uh, 2003, Bills 17, Jets 6. And this is normally I pass back to the host, but that's, that's me. May I,
1: may I interject with my, my brief trivia mm-hmm. yeah. question? Because yeah. Uh, Paul had said he wondered the last time that they welcomed a Colts team to Buffalo, not named Luck or Manning. And it wasn't Curtis Painter, which would have been like that one year in between the two. Um, yeah. You have to go all the way back to 1997. Uh, Harbaugh.
0: Sorry, that was a guess.
1: That was one of three quarterbacks that started both games <laughs> wow. for the Colts and Bills. Um the same. Collins three, would have
0: been the other one, the I would same guess. Three
1: quarterbacks. Right. So Todd Collins was the starter for Buffalo in both games. Um Jim Harbaugh appears to have been the starter for both games uh for the Colts. Um which is weird cuz it's a 9 to 6 Bills victory in Indianapolis on October October 20th. That's the yeah. last that's the last and then the last time they were in Buffalo was September 21st, 1997, 37-35 Buffalo. Now, do but you guys weird- remember
0: that game? That that one in Buffalo, it's the third greatest comeback in NFL history by the Bills. Really? You will I am going to send you guys this 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 link and okay. you guys should all go to Pro Football Reference. Uh, dot com. This is well, just me, like,
1: but, but can you name the other person who played quarterback for the Colts who played a year with the Frankfurt Galaxy in the World League, you know, football, three years with Indianapolis, a year with Cincinnati and St. Louis? He, uh,
0: I would not so, have been able to, but I think five, I
1: just looked it up. Five of I, six six of six 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 I was going to guess
0: Going to be wrong.
1: No, Sorge is much well after this. Yes. He's he's Wisconsin yeah. guy. Please, I mean, right? I, I knew it was not Jim Sorge. Hey, obviously, they didn't even have Wisconsin's only been in school for the last six years, so he has to be <laughs> exactly. This
2: topic is they didn't play football before I got there. Um, right. Let's see.
1: Hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, Scott, I mean, if you're if you're going to give it a serious thought and give us an answer, then I'll, I'll I'll wait. Otherwise, I'll be happy to just sort of spoil the prize. No, though.
2: I mean, I I mean, I I you said Frankfurt Galaxy.
1: Yeah, Frankfurt Galaxy. Okay, I'm <laughs> glad not, that's going to narrow it down for you.
2: Not the Rhine Fire, no. The Amsterdam no.
1: Admirals, definitely Frankfurt. Definitely Frankfurt. Okay, uh, he didn't throw a pass. That, though, what yet. was London again? Yeah, I don't even remember London teams. The London Monarchs, the New, New York funny. New Jersey Knights, the Frankfurt Galaxy, the Rhine Fire, the um Barcelona Dragons. <laughs> Damn it! Come on. Why don't we ever ask the questions about these? Because I would kill this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the answer I believe is Emma Watson.
1: Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Watson. <laughs> yeah, of of uh, course you know perks of being a wallflower, but, and most, mostly Harry known for her
2: role in Hermione. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Hermione Ranger in the Harry Potter films. And in my mind, uh, no, a total no. a total fox in in Perks of Being a Wallflower. I'm just gonna say it. She was like, anyway, um, well, she's just a fox in no, general. I don't
2: think you have to narrow it down to that movie.
1: Well, I don't want to say, because then if someone's like, she's a fox in the Harry Potter movies, and she's like twelve, oh, well, I then guess, I don't want yeah. I don't want I don't want those emails. That's true. You're not
2: <laughs> so, you're not a pedophile.
1: Yes, perhaps gonna... she you know perhaps she is is one now, but certainly yeah. in that movie, I I was like, well, hello, um, okay. you know, uh, but no. Unlike Paul, I'm not gonna like stroke the back of your head and tell you good job, you got it right, and it was just this other name. You're wrong. Right. The the quarterback was a, a fellow by the name of Paul Justin. Uh, so there you go, the illustrious Justin. career of Paul Justin, who had a hundred nine point seven quarterback rating that day.
2: My dad always said, that which never involved a, yeah. two two first names. So
1: now this is where Paul, our Paul, would have like looked up and found out he is dead. Uh, <laughs>
0: now he's he's alive and well. At least yeah. everything I checked, he seems to be okay. Born in God, this game. Next time we do a podcast on September 21st, remind me to talk about this crazy ass game that Paul Justin put that actually in my finished the right game. Now, our bust on the last drive. <laughs> I afford you guys the link to this. This actually broke. I want to check out the win probability chart on Pro Football Reference for this game. It broke it. This game was so crazy. <laughs> if you look at the win probability chart, it is nonsense. <laughs> it makes no sense. It literally just destroyed it. So the Colts jumped out to a, I they jumped out to a 26-0 lead. The Bills managed to come all the way freaking back, and they went up, uh, what was it, 30-29, to 29, and then I got – They there were oh, – how much time was left? I'm just looking for the time. There were like two minutes – less than two minutes left, and Antoine Smith ran for a first down, and no one stopped him, and he kept going and scored. And I thought, that's bad because he made it 36-29 – he they did kick the X 20 to make it 37 29. But then what happens? Harbaugh completes a pass, gets hit by Bryce Hop Pop, who roughs the passer. Jim Harbaugh gets concussed on the play. In comes our hero, Paul Justin, leads them to a crazy touchdown drive, just make it 37 to 35. They try a two point conversion that in pro football reference, we'll just say 2.10 conversion fails. The most blatant pass interference ever by Kurt Scholz on this play, not called. And this game was not even on the TV in Buffalo, but it was in the fourth quarter because it went on so damn long that the blackout restriction got lifted at 4 p.m. And we all got to watch it. So then you're thinking, okay, well, the Bills pulled this out because they you know, were lucky not to get that call. They missed recovering the onside kick, and the Colts got the onside kick. And then they tried two Hail Marys to Marvin Harrison, and they, they were defended by Ken Irvin, and that was the end of the game. That would have been a much wow. better this day in his history. But that was the Paul wow. Justin game.
1: Well, we talked about so, it anyway, so there you go. We did
0: We'll talk about it next time we podcast that day too. Um so I think by doing that, I've blown our chance to discuss the last quarter of the season schedule. I'll give you a hint, it's the Patriots who we just talked about ad nauseum and the dolphins who we'll be talking about two of the next two of the last three weeks of the season. We already talked about so it. So we'll, we'll wait, wait to, make to make win.
2: the three weeks we win and take our chances that the Patriots don't show up for that other week or uh you know, other or other weird things happen.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. I'm thinking they go two and two. I think they're going to finish eight and eight, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's, um,
1: that's certainly possible and reasonable and would be the saddest of all outcomes, honestly.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So let's discuss this week's uh, forthcoming game against Jacoby Brissett and who I used to call Jackson Bissett and the Indianapolis Colts, whose name I forgot their momentary, despite us discussing them ad nauseum for the last five or six minutes here. Um, so the Colts, they come to town. They're a worse team than the bills by all indications, but Ah, uh, the Bills are prone to lose games now and then, so it's a it's a football game. Anything could happen. So we'll go to Scott to start on on this one. Thoughts on this uh, powerhouse battle between the Bills and Colts, and what you might be able to expect, and who you think is going to win it?
2: I think the Bills are going to win. We um, the, obviously the Colts have been stricken with injuries, not just to Andrew Luck, but to uh, let's see. I'm going to this is this is their IR list right now. Uh, let's see. Uh John Simon linebacker, Henry Anderson lineman, offensive lineman Jack Muhort, running back Robert Turbin, uh Malik Hooker, who was their number one overall or their top ten draft pick, I believe. Um uh Eric swoop tight end, uh cornerback Pierre Dezier and center Deshaun Bond, uh all on IR this season. Um they also have two or three other guys, including Dante Moncrief banged up this week. Um, I believe that uh T. Y. Hilton still plays for them and is still healthy. Um, yep. So that would be the only. way... That's was two weeks
0: ago, play. anyway. I remember when I watched him play.
2: That was. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the only real way that the Colts are really going to get into the end zone here. Obviously, they have Jacoby Brissett, who is not, uh, but who's not done terrible for them this year, um, all things considered. Um, they also have Frank Gore, but I don't think that anyone's really too scared about Frank Gore at this point. Um, and on defense, as as Frank already or someone already pointed out, they they're really pretty. Um, at cornerback and at safety Um, and uh, again they're they're pretty banged up all over the place so I I could see the 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 you know Hilton getting behind the Bills defense maybe once even twice Um, but I think just how given how banged up that defense is I think even I mean I think I think both Tyrod and Peterman are capable of winning this game because I think that's how bad the Colts are and I think everyone else on the team knows how relevant this is for our playoff chances so I will say that they win Um, I I will say that they will the Bills will win it kind of depends on the quarterback I think that's why there's no line on this game at least that on ESPN they weren't showing one Um, so I think uh, I think if it's Tyrod you give us maybe another like four or five points at this point Um, but I'll say Bills uh, 20 Colts 10
0: How about that that's a good prediction Frank?
1: Mm. Uh, do you have a prediction as to who will be the
0: quarterback?
2: Uh, I mean, that's – I mean, I don't know. I, uh, because first of all, of injury and – I mean, McDermott says they're going to start whoever the, healthy, you know, whoever the healthy guy is. Um, or, you know, if he's healthy is what he said. Um, so I have no reason not to take him at his word other than he's lied to us in the past. So
1: Gotcha. <laughs> yes other than he's a liar
2: um, other than other than that yeah no but uh you know I don't I don't think it matters really
1: functionally okay I, I I just happened upon a 1991 pro set football card featuring coach Bill Belichick of the Cleveland Browns so uh yeah so that's a bad omen yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Although he's playing with the Browns, so it's a, it's a better um, <laughs> Is the terrible card? him when he was coaching the Browns, right?
2: I will. The tarot uh, card turned over. And it was Bill Belichick. And you're like, oh yeah, no!
1: I, I think the is big, it the one where he's calling timeout? Yes, it is the one where he's calling timeout. In his brown jacket, yeah.
0: Yes, in his terrible brown jacket.
1: Or did you just look that up, Paul, or did you remember? this?
0: No, I looked it up. I, okay, I did. I I'm not been
1: really upset if you were able <laughs> to recall the Bill Belichick. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, nineteen ninety-one pro set football <laughs> um, from memory. Uh, I, I remember
0: his ninety-two car with the ninety-one. Yeah, you know, just, just couldn't couldn't retain it. Had to look it up.
1: I'm gonna say it'll be like twenty-four to thirteen. I think it'll be a double-digit win, but barely. I think it'll fill the team with false confidence of some sort or another. The 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 Colts are really bad. Um, it's in Buffalo. There's no reason they shouldn't win this game. And, you know, in a way, if in a way, it'll be a blessing if they don't, because if they don't, (laughs) I get to put everything to bed and not worry about it. Um, But if they do win, then, you know, then we're then we get to at least take a look for another week, sucked in for another week. And we just can't start looking at. We'll be like, oh, 7-6, uh, um, they,
0: they matched last year's win total, and oh, they're so much better than them. they won't lose double-digit games and all that other Right, fun. and now
1: they just got to fix a couple things, and they'll be right there for next year because that they're that close. Yep. Uh,
0: as we've talked about on this pod for our sixth forever. season now.
1: Forever, yep. There we go. So um,
0: I, my, my pick is an amalgamation of your guys' pick. I don't think the Bills will score as many points as Frank thinks they will. I think they'll score 20, which is what Scott thought. But I think the you know Colts are going to score a little bit more than Scott predicted. I think they're going to bring in 17. So I think it's going to be 20, 17 Bills, a very close game. I think the offense will still struggle regardless of who's it quarterback. But I think this is a, it's a type of game that the Bills have shown they can win. Uh, they have a superior defense to the Colts. That should really make a difference in a battle of two pretty lowly offenses. So. Yep, I'm going to say uh, say the Bills and say we get to draw out this drama for one more week and officially not say maybe next year unless literally everyone else uh, that the Bills need to lose wins next week. So we'll see how it goes. All right, well, with that being said, if you have any questions you would like to, to share, you can ask us or you can just visit us or do whatever you want. We are at BillsMNY. whatever you want. So uh, facebook.com backslash Beatles MNY, You talk to Scott twitter.com backslash M N Y, you talk to me we have our wordpress page you can find us on itunes you can google buffalo bills podcast and go to page two where all the good podcasts are uh like us like sal mairana uh like the buffalo news podcast uh and you know you'll you'll find us that way so um it has been entertaining to talk to you this week any final thoughts gentlemen no yes no no is yes it's been a very dichotomous podcast. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back at you next week. And I forgot who gets to leave, but I'll be back to discuss uh, the next loss to the Patriots in a few weeks from this week.
1: So uh, until then, this is Paul. This is Scott. I'm Frank. Good night, everyone.